0: Hey there and welcome. This is another episode of Those People, a show about people, usually with people. But today, uh, I'm just going to give a quick little intro here about sort of what we've been up to the past few weeks. So, obviously, there there haven't been a lot of Those People episodes coming out. Uh, I've been a little tied up with a, a few other things, but don't worry. Uh, the rest of our New York season is going to get out before their primary on June 23rd. Uh, so, our next episode's coming up with... Uh, <laughs> hopefully I got his name right this time, Uh, Shanyat uh, Chowdhury, who is uh, running against Gregory Meeks there in New York, and I got uh, two other episodes to get out uh, with other New York candidates, as well as some bonus episodes uh, with Massachusetts candidates as well. Uh, But for the past uh, two and a half weeks or so, uh, we've taken some time off. I am, uh, as you may know from from some of the episodes that came out, uh, I'm currently in Minnesota and have been for uh, going on two months now or so. Uh, we came out here to quarantine with my girlfriend's family. They have a little more space out here than we had back home in our, our little condo. So we came out here to quarantine. Uh, and while we're here, obviously, uh, George Floyd was murdered by Derek Chauvin. Uh, and you know, I've, I've, spoken out a lot of different places and a lot of different times about a lot of different incidents of police brutality. Uh, I've spoken out about my, my own interactions with police, both good and bad, uh, majority bad, (laughs) sadly. Uh, I, I, I've spoken out a lot about this epidemic kind of going across the country of black lives seemingly being humiliated or devalued or undervalued or, Simply cast aside or criminalized or whatever it is assumed to be something other than just a life that has equal value and equal matter and equal significance. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I I couldn't really sit by idly while we were doing this. Uh, I, I couldn't just kind of sit up here in this this house by the lake, you know, you know, a, a couple miles west of the city here, and you know, watch as the city burn from afar and as as this you know, black anguish and this pain kind of took hold. And so uh, we set out the first day. Uh, We we took, you know, I had a little bit of money in my savings account. My girlfriend had a little bit of money. Her parents kicked us some money or whatever. Uh, And we we went to Costco uh, to go get some supplies for the protesters because we knew, you know, having having seen a few of these up close before and having plenty of friends around the country reporting back to me uh, from previous instances, I, I knew kind of what they'd be up against and whether, you know, I'm not really going to get into all the various stances out there, you know, riding and looting is wrong, violence is wrong, blah, 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 you know, who is doing it, agent provocateurs, all, all these different things variations that you might want to take hold i i it was pretty clear that there was going to be things that people needed protection from and things that people needed to help with and so we headed out to costco pretty much planning on you know buy some flashlights we buy you know bacon soda and water for people to you know protect from or uh, aid themselves from tear gas get food get water all that sort of thing uh and we we posted online about it uh and boy did y'all show up so first and foremost before we get into the rest of this let me just say a huge thank you to the people who listen to this show, fans of this show, fans of me, followers of me, friends of mine back home, people who are, have just been like about this movement and happen to stumble across a tweet or a Facebook post or an Instagram post. Uh, you know, y- y'all really came through that first night we were out by the time we delivered our first, you know, run of supplies, we'd raised something like $4,000 or something like that already. Uh, and so we, you know, kind of got home that night from running supplies to try and make a plan of, you know, what to do the next night, managed to, to get a whole bunch out. I don't even, know the numbers it's all in, in my Twitter thread if you follow me at Mitch Gaines you can check my pinned uh tweets and it's, there's a thread there that documents everything we've been up to if you want all the details uh but it, you know it, it really took off and we've raised you know close to fifty thousand dollars at this point um uh, and a you know very you know I, I can't even call it grassroots just like dumb nigga shit like send me some money on Venmo I'll go to the store and buy some shit that people need and if I find other people while I'm here that also need straight cash I'll give them straight cash and I hope y'all trust me to like do the right thing Uh, and that's pretty much how we've been moving out here and so uh through that we've partnered with you know uh, well let me not even get into all that quite yet uh to to go chronologically here I guess what I wanted to back up to is like sort of what we saw that first night uh and so uh, as I mentioned you know our, our kind of guiding ethos here is just, you know, uh, you know uh, spiritual, I guess, in some sense, and, you know, the kind of help whoever needs to be helped and don't ask a lot of questions, and, you know, I... Uh, I've always kind of had that approach to life. I'm, uh, I, I consider myself a dumb person, man. I'm not here to judge people. I'm not here to make decisions. I'm just here to listen. Uh, so if you tell me you need help, I, I can certainly show up and help. And it was pretty clear that a lot of people were going to need some help. So that was kind of what we went out there to do. But one of the first places that we went to bring some help, you know, we had some waters, we had some hard hats, we had a bunch of flashlights and phone chargers, that sort of thing. Uh, and they sent us uh, to a medic station, or kind of a pop-up medic station. And this medic station was in the ground floor community room of an apartment complex where what looked like a normal apartment complex to me uh for those who don't know one of my 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 last i I guess quote unquote job for another person uh i worked for a company that worked in real estate so i was in a lot of these nice apartment buildings with these nice common rooms all the time uh so it felt very familiar to me i just thought it was a regular apartment building and while we were there uh the the window directly in front of the building where we parked was shattered out uh we got there there was already smoke all over the streets the you know the windows everywhere being smashed. There was a building on fire down the block. So you could see the smoke building out of it. There was, you know, cops in riot gear on every corner with, you know, tear gas, you know, guns and uh, rubber bullets loaded, uh, kind of ready to go. And this is, you know, three thirty in the afternoon, four thirty in the afternoon, you know, sunny day out. Uh, and so we delivered all these supplies, uh, and I checked in with somebody who was in charge before we left because we had a truck. And so I didn't know if they needed us to take some stuff somewhere else or anything like that. Uh, And like probably one of the more heartbreaking moments of this whole thing, she tells me (laughs) they need to pack up everything here and move it to this church, uh, which is on uh, Royster in St. Paul, uh, because they heard over the police scanners that police were coming to this location to essentially break up this medic station like i said you know the cops the cops they got you know walls of people two blocks over like they're you know they're moving on down this way and they've identified this medic station and are seeking to destroy it and so all these people are then like frantically packing up cars and trucks and whatever else to bring stuff over to this other location uh we figure you know after talking to a bunch of people to see how many cars they had it's better for us to go get another load of supplies and just bring it directly there we ended up doing that uh and it turns out that that apartment building that we're at was actually an apartment complex specifically for uh developmentally disabled uh and elderly people and essentially people living on their own who didn't have somebody to care for them who needed care uh and so the next day you know the community rallied together and set up a food bank there and food drive and was able you know to you know kind of help rally together to look out for some of those people but also like that painted a really really specific picture of about what was happening out here. Uh, and that's what I mean when I say, I, you know, you feel however you want to feel about whatever, you know, side of whichever part of whichever issue you want to be on. But at the end of the day, what I'm seeing with my own two eyes is that no matter where we went or where we turned, there were good people trying to help good people who were being attacked by police. Uh, and so I, it, that, that just frightened me across the board. And so we saw that up close. I have a friend who's a photojournalist who lost her eye to a rubber bullet uh, the night before in a, at, at one of the protests. And, you know, it. from all sides, from all reports, from everybody I talked to, it seems like a, a great deal of the violence that was suffered was at the hands of sanctioned authorities. Uh, and so over the next, you know, week and a half, two weeks or so, uh, we started going back to that same church that we people were moving everything to that first night. Uh, churches, I, you know, I, I guess I vaguely knew in my mind, and I still don't know the exact definition, but it's uh, apparently have some sort of sanctuary protection where uh, you know, there's, there's no uh, legal jurisdiction for the cops to move in on them. Uh, and so a lot of the churches out here have really restored my faith. I shouldn't just say churches, either synagogues, mosques, uh, temples of religions that I'm less familiar with, so I don't know exactly what they're supposed to be called, like houses of worship of all sorts, uh, community aid or organizations just random people setting up pop-up drives in their front yard or their garage and handing out food and diapers and formula and whatever else people need uh has been really really empowering to see uh but those first few nights uh the violence that we witnessed and you know the i'm not going to tell you there wasn't looting and there wasn't rioters for sure there were uh but also the response to that and more so and scarier to me the response to people who had literally nothing to do with that. The response to people who are just trying to help, the, the people who are handing out waters, the people who are trying to get food to places so that, you know, when stuff stops burning, these people can eat. You have to remember, you know, after all of this, you know, goes on for a few nights, there are now, you know, no stores that are open. There are no, you know, public transit that are running. in a lot of places for several days, there was no power, there was no lights. And so, you know, these people need, you know, diapers and food. They need clean water they need everything that you would you know think you would need in a third world fucking war zone you need uh and so over the next you know 10 12 days or so we spent you know somewhere in the vicinity of twenty five thousand more dollars just getting you know the basics out to people uh and that was you know laundry detergent and dryer sheets that was you know socks that was uh, you know boxes upon boxes upon boxes of ramen noodles and pasta and pasta sauce and canned beans and you know whatever else was going to be shelf stable and good and you know identifying the few places around the city that, you know, could take fresh produce and get it out to people. Uh, and so it's been a really, really wild ride to then get on the internet and see people's reactions to this being, you know, well, I'm, I'm for this, but, or, you know, I, I understand the point here, but it's like, well, the, the, but isn't really relevant, man. There's, there's a lot of people who but whatever else you feel about it need your help. And that was probably true before this moment. And it's probably going to be true after this moment. Uh, And I think it's really brought to light and is incumbent upon all of us that like, we need to be doing a lot more to help Uh, Sorry for the pun here, but those people, right? It's like there are a lot of people in need, a lot of people out of jobs, a lot of people underpaid, a lot of people struggling to make it, a lot of people working in industries that just aren't funded in part because we're funding the fucking cops. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a lot of community aid organizations and libraries and, you know, fucking schools that can be doing a lot of this good work and, uh, you know, making our communities a better place if we just did something better with that money. Uh, and so I, I don't have all the answers, man. I don't claim to be the smartest guy in the room or on the ground or any of these things. I, I am just really you know, trying to do what I can with what I can. And like I said, again, shout out to you guys for giving me a lot more uh, of what I can. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, we've raised close to $50,000 or so, and it's, it's gone a long way. It's going to keep going a long way. Uh, and so we're trying to find some places sort of around the city to spread that out and to invest that uh, into different places. Uh, I want to give some people some places to go check out, but honestly, the, the list of places I could give you is so, so long. Uh, so the one place I will give you, uh, not to self-promote here that we set up, uh to try and do something at least for the next you know few weeks, few months here to take care of one of the needs uh, is a diaper drive. And so if you go to mitchgains.com slash diapers, uh, you can access an Amazon uh, baby registry is actually how we set it up. And it ships to a church here in the suburbs. So until you know stuff in the city can get deliveries again or stores start opening back up, uh, we're gonna kind of build a warehouse here in the suburbs. And then uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, drive them into the city to all these different locations. Uh, if you don't wanna do that, or if diapers are just out of your price range, trust me, don't I know it, now after the past you know a couple of days here of delivering diapers all over the place, it's probably about $4,000 worth of diapers, and that turns out to be about 100 boxes. <laughs> if you had told me that, uh, I, would, I would have not told my girlfriend I wouldn't have kids ever. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, yeah, if, if diapers or you know, wipes or whatever are out of your price range, you can also go to that same website, and over on the right-hand side, there's a, a list of buttons there, one of which is a link to other places that you can donate and help, uh, and that link tree that that goes to has everything from you know restaurants and businesses that need Help repairing and rebuilding to individual people who are now you know, out of a home or out of jobs or just need financial assistance uh, to different organizations that kind of rally different resources for certain parts, uh, certain parts of the community. Uh, Native organizations, Latinx organizations, Black owned organizations, uh, you know, Black owned businesses. It, there's been a, a ton. There's been a couple in specific that I want to shout out here. And make sure uh, I I give them the credit uh, that's due at least for the the part that we're doing. Uh, so that church I mentioned before on Roy Street in St. Paul. There's a church called Bethlehem Lutheran Church. Uh, It's called BLC in the Midway around here. Uh, I guess the Midway is the neighborhood. Again, I'm from Boston, so I don't really know. Uh, But they have been the kind of a guiding lighthouse for us. Uh, Obviously, there's there's been a lot of work and a lot of effort kind of rallying around Minneapolis, Uh, and St. Paul's a a little underserved in, in this moment in that capacity, and they've really stepped up. They've had, you know, hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. The last day we were there, there were 900 volunteers there uh, organizing, sorting, unloading, distributing, delivering, whatever people needed, wherever people needed it, uh, all over the area. And they've been really incredible. Uh, there's a guy down there, uh, pastor, preacher, I don't know the, the right word for Lutherans, I'm sorry, they'll hate me, named Justin Grimm, who's been, you know, kind of uh, my contact there and kind of helping us guide where we needed to go. Uh, there's been a couple uh, of different social media groups, including, uh, you know, ones I won't name here because they want to protect their anonymity and their privacy, Uh, but also uh, just mutual aid groups that you can find that were set up uh, in different neighborhoods. Uh, I think seeing the locals kind of rally together from everything for community protection during like the protests when white supremacists were riding around black neighborhoods and trying to destroy shit to, you know, people distributing food to people holding block parties and unity rallies to artists volunteering their, you know, materials and their time to paint murals on the boards or, you know, uh, museum uh, (laughs) experts who are coming in to like help preserve all of the art that has been created or carpenters who are lending their time to help people board up and take down things safely so they don't destroy their buildings like all sorts of stuff that's been really really unbelievable to see Uh, and I guess the real lesson I'm taking away from all of this whenever we do go home to Boston is that the world needs more doers and not necessarily more leaders and that's ironic for me to say as somebody who is you know leading this diaper drive and you know leading this fundraising effort and trying to distribute and empower all these different people but like the thing I have found most in this moment is it doesn't really matter what you do. Like, what what I happen to do well is talk to strangers and rally people and, you know, shame white people on the internet into giving me money for a good cause, I guess. Uh, but for the most part, like what I've seen out here is it doesn't really matter what it is like your skill set is like I see chefs setting up with like you know a Coleman grill in a parking lot and cooking for people I see people you know who are you know old grandmas knitting blankets and clothing for like the homeless and getting out there I see you know people who are just you know hobbyists who have a bunch of you know power tools and shit in their garage bringing them downtown to different places to help people cut boards or make shelters or donating tarps or you know school kids donating their backpacks from last year knowing they're gonna get another one for next year anyway from their parents like all these different things that people are doing it, it really doesn't matter what you do because we need all of it in this moment and so if what you do is speak up cool if what you do is give money cool but also if what you do is like something that seems really small and something tiny like that matters too like I, I had a Twitch streamer reach out to me from Germany, the kid's 19 years old, he raised $151 from his Twitch stream in Germany and sent it to us to buy supplies for like families here. And so it's like it, uh, again, I cannot emphasize this em- enough. Just do it. Don't worry about leading a thing. Don't worry about getting it right. Don't worry about like having to be perfect about it or uh, have to build it into something exceptional in the future. Just do whatever it is you do and do it for this movement. And I say movement because it's beyond, like, I can't just have you show up in this moment. Everybody is showing up in this moment. Like I said, you know, my dumb ass has raised $50,000 in this moment. I will try my best to get this into the hands of people who can use it w- wiser than I can moving forward as soon as we get enough <laughs> supplies out to people to, like, feel good about leaving <laughs> here. Uh, but until then, like, and after then, I guess I should say, rather, uh, we're going to need a lot of other help <laughs> you know what I mean like people are gonna really need to step up not just here but everywhere uh and uh, I, that happens on an individual level And I know that's the most kind of cliche thing to say that it's you know small consistent acts as, as my girlfriend likes to say to me all the time that really create change but it's true uh and that is what I've seen repetitively here is, you know, these people, you know, in a Facebook group who come and post every day, you know, this is what this place needs. This is what I have that I'm going to deliver there. Can anyone else help fulfill the rest? I've seen, you know, barbers show up to places and, you know, line up, you know, chairs in the parking lot and cut hair with, you know, mask on, you know, trying to be COVID safe, but, you know, making sure people feel okay about themselves. I've seen, you know, people you know step up for the trans community here or the indigenous community or like communities that, you know, often feel like they get marginalized, even amongst the, the black movement. Uh, if really It's just been an all-hands-on-deck, all-inclusive, all-everybody. We are all on the same side here. Like The problem is corruption. The problem is police brutality. The problem is white supremacy. And we, if we can keep this momentum and this energy going, where we step up for one another... As, as black and brown people as we continue to make sure that our voices are heard and our lives do matter and we are not placated by platitudes from a politician that say something about you know well we're gonna train the cops better you you, you can't train a uh, uh, white supremacist not to hate black people or at least not in an efficient and effective and cost-efficient way in which I'm willing to put my tax dollars behind I need you to say that you know what I mean like we can't just keep standing for this shit anymore uh and with that, I guess the other thing I've really kind of come to in this moment uh, is something I guess I've, I've been arriving to for a long time. is kind of, uh, you know, this whole show is about identity. And in, in, I think part of that is a quest in my own, figuring out my own identity. I am someone at the intersection of a lot of identities. I am both black and white. I am agnostic, but I am spiritual. I am, you know, somebody who has a college degree, but has also been arrested numerous times. I have lived in, you know, Poor, you know, neighborhoods. I've lived in very affluent communities in you know million dollar homes by the beach. I've had like a very varied life, so my identity is very strewn all over. Um, but what becomes clearer and clearer to me by the day, by the week, by the year, by the moment, uh, is that my identity solely is mostly as a black man. Uh, I, I really, I, I embody that, and that is how the world views me. And but also like. I, I guess I pushed back against that for a long time because of how the world views black men. Uh, and so not that I ever denied being a black man per se, but I, I guess I always saw like I, I'm a black man and for a long time, but it's like, no, nah, I'm just a black man, bro. Like, and, and that's okay. And my life matters too. And my voice matters too. And like y'all aren't going to shut me up with a few rubber bullets or a few burnt buildings or a few accusations of our rioting and looting, needing to restore law and order. Like, no, nah, like, we're not going to shut up until we fix this problem and we're not going to fix this problem overnight. And so we need a lot of y'all to step up. We need a lot of y'all to be vocal. We need a lot of y'all, uh, to be the allies that you've been claiming to be for a long, long time. Uh, and that goes for, you know, in our own house too. So with that, I'm gonna shut up. I've been talking for almost 20 minutes now. I didn't cover nearly even a quarter of what I want to say. I'm sure I'll say more on this later. I'm sure maybe I'll write something and make something more structured. And usually I don't freestyle like this for that long. Uh, I thought it was important just to say something out loud and make sure that everybody kind of knew what we were up to out here and where your money's going if you donated, uh, and uh, some of the places that we've been able to help out. I want to give a special shout out to my homegirl Kaylee that I met out here, uh, native native Minnesotan who's been helping us out a lot with the coordination. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out, uh, I said earlier, to Justin Grimm over at BLC Midway. He's been helping us out a ton. Uh, there's a lot of other people I want to shout out, but I don't have their permission yet and I don't want to give them uh, <laughs> any any publicity that they don't want out there. Uh, so i I'll leave it at that for now, uh, but there'll definitely be more on this later. Uh, This week, I guess, to give you uh, a quick update, uh, we're going to try and get some pods out. I... Doubt they'll be edited very well, so I apologize in advance. The two, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to try and get Shaniah out this week uh, to make sure that we keep up with our New York schedule and getting all those out before the primary. And the other is a conversation uh, that feels timelier than ever now. The head with Miss Ryan Richardson, who is uh, Miss Black America, uh, just not like what it sounds like the the pageant queen of Black America, uh, but also a, a tech founder, a keynote speaker, a Black activist. Uh, she was a surrogate on Pete Buttigieg's campaign, which seems like a long, long time ago these days. Uh, and she she and i had a long conversation about kind of blackness and black identity and how it is weaponized against us but how we can also utilize those same perceptions of us back uh, onto people uh i think uh, another quick recommendation i will give here uh while we're on that topic is arlen hamilton's book Uh it's about damn time. It's pretty much all about uh, how you take being marginalized and underrepresented and undervalued and turn that into an asset, you know, uh, against the systems that oppress you. Uh, and most specifically in that case, in, in the business community, but for all you solo entrepreneurs out there, and I know there's a lot of us. Uh, I, I thought that might be an interesting read too. So uh, stay tuned for those this week. Read that book if you have a chance. Uh, I've been publishing reading list, active, you know, actions you can take, places you can donate, all over the internet. So follow me on socials if you want more of that. Uh, there's a na- neighborhood letter that we've been circulating with about 20 different organizations. You can donate here to in Minneapolis. Uh, the bigger ones, if you want to, just make sure your money's going somewhere. You know, you know it's going to get used in the long term or it's going to be around for a while. Uh, our Black Visions Collective, uh, Little Earth, which is an, ind- uh, an Indigenous foundation out here in Minneapolis, uh, and the Northside Business Coalition or Northside Business Fund, rather, uh, which is helping businesses rebuild in North Minneapolis. Uh, and so, if you if you're looking for other places to donate, like I said, check on my website, MitchGaines.com diapers there's a link there for a, a billion other places you can take action protest you can show up to things you can support uh, you know craters you can support things you can donate to wh- whatever else uh, it's, it's all right there so please help us out please join this movement please be about this in this moment please use your voice use your body use your actions use your words and use your mind think about what you're doing think about think about what those Conversations you might be prone to starting those what-ifs or what-abouts are really reinforcing and really helping uh, and think just before you do any of the above uh, in this moment. So uh, with that, I'm, I'm going to leave you guys. I hope everything is good and safe and all right where you are and I hope it keeps getting better no matter where you are. So until next time, I'm Mitch Gaines. You are whoever the fuck you are. Uh, we are all those people. I promise you so bad you could just put it back